swipe, 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 swipe. Oh yeah, I love Russia, Bakunin, Kropotkin, Putin. And I was like, what? Huh? And she thought it was consumerism. It looked like a perfect match. Okay, it's perfect ghosting. Geometrically, it's not possible. That's why we're not married. It's fucking English, podcast on how to get along with those who turn us on, especially if English is not your first language. I am Lena. I'm from Russia. You could already tell that by my tough accent. I left my country and since then I have to adapt all the time. Even with people of my own culture, it was difficult to understand each other. But in new cultures, it's insane. But worth it. I had sex, flirt and relationships in English many times. And this podcast will have a lot of great stories. Hi, I'm Elena, and I can't really say where I'm from anymore. I've lived in too many countries and kissed too many people from too many countries. But now I live in a small coastal town in Portugal with my wife. And since she has already heard all my stories, and since some of them are too wild to be true, I'll be sharing them here in this podcast. English is not our first language, so we need assistance. We invited Mr. Brad. He's an English teacher from Minnesota, and he prepared lesson of sex English for us. Good morning, everybody. Nomads, travelers, wanderers, Auslander and others. This is Mr. Brad, and it's time for some fucking English. I once met a guy at a museum, so we discussed a painting we stood at. Ah, oh, which museum was that? Pushkin Museum uh-huh. in Moscow. It could be Chagall or something. Uh-huh. And it turned out he was uh, military. Oh, he was a military. He was a student at a military academy. Oh, a cadet. He was a cadet. Yeah. Oh, okay. How did it happen? Like, uh, you were standing there admiring Chagall, and he kind of came up to you and struck up a conversation? How did that happen? Well, I was standing there. He was standing there. I dropped some comment. He replied. Oh, wow. We continued standing, then... Exchanges and other comments. Some intelligent cadet, I gotta tell you. Yeah, it, he was from St. Petersburg. Okay. Oh, <laughs> that explains a lot. Yeah. But do we have to explain that to our listeners, though? Well, I'm from St. Petersburg. <laughs> well, what does that mean? Breaking <laughs> down. <laughs> well, in Russia, uh, it's like a idea that Moscow is for business and St. Petersburg for culture, art, and intelligence. Mm-hmm. Like, people go to museums all the time there, read books, and gather to read books together. It's not true. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe, maybe it is. But I'm actually curious if our listeners, you know, wherever they are listening from, do you have the same stereotypes? You know, people from certain places are likely to have certain personality traits. Write about that, if you want, and let us know. Yeah, and I, I will have a map where to go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> a detailed one, please. But in our lesson, Jessica don't go to museum to pick up an intelligent guy. <laughs> She goes easy way. She goes to Tinder. So let's listen to Mr. Brett. Today, Jessica decides to use a simple and modern solution to get a date. She'll just fill out a profile on Tinder and start swiping left and right. Could this lead to something? Honestly, I really hope so, because this is like the third episode of the podcast, 
and no one has had sex yet or even successfully flirted. So really, we're with you, Jessica. Come on, go for it. So Jessica uploads several photos to Tinder. She's mostly going for ones where she thinks she looks beautiful and passionate and romantic, but there's also one photo of her dressed as an alien, you know, just so that she doesn't come across as too serious. And she adds to her interests. She puts in traveling, dancing, indoor plants. And that's it. Everything is ready. It's time for her to find her perfect match. Swipe, 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 swipe. But after a while, Jessica notices that it's actually quite difficult to form an opinion about a guy if his profile doesn't have so many details. And then she realizes that her own profile kind of looks a little bit bare and boring, even though she has this amazing alien photo. And so she decides to write a little bit more about herself. To describe her interests, she could use the following phrases. I like going to costume parties. I enjoy dancing and traveling. I'm into flesh-eating plants. But Jessica doesn't want her dating profile to look like it's a job resume or something like that. So she decides to add something extra. She writes, in February, you'll find me at the Gardener's Fair. Everyone there knows me as the goddess of orchids and the lady of passion fruit. And don't even mention meliponas, stingless bees, or methods of pollination of vanilla flowers. Whew, otherwise this conversation will drag on all night. Okay, whatever, relax, Jessica. This is just the first draft. Maybe I'll come up with something better later. When I only started on Tinder, I described like most of my interests because I wanted somebody to to make a full picture of me. Mm-hmm. But then I decided that it's uh, mm, it doesn't work, and it's better to write something people can share with me. And once I matched with a guy who looked for a dance partner. Oh, that's nice. Or my favorite match was with a guy who also looked who will take care of his cats while he's away. And the only thing why it didn't work was because his cats ate plants. I had a lot of them. But actually, even outside of Tinder, most of my life matches was with people with common interests. Mm -hmm. I I was going to tell you about my first kiss. Oh, please do. (laughs) Please do. When I was 16, 17, 18... I was very into ADHD and mm. how did you say it? Tolkienism? Oh, Tolkienism? No, it, it was like lurking. <laughs> I forgot the word. Like prepared place in the forest when you like wear your elves costume and there uh, start setting and you go to forest with your sword. Yes. And well, I had an axe. Oh, who were you? Oh, I won't tell it here. If you want to find out, you have to go to our Patreon. You don't need to be our patron. It's in public access. And the link is in the description. Or you can just find us by the title Fucking English. Uh, in our group of actually school girls and school, school boys was a student. He was good looking like an Assyrian god. 
like ginger curl hair, beautiful nose, and he was a master of many of our games. So it was months by months when he explained magical things with loud voice like that. Okay, um, so he was my first kiss in the temple. <laughs> that was what happened when he had a common interest. And that's actually, so the common interest led to you discovering someone, right? Yeah. You had a first kiss with, right? Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And thing is, I'm really attracted with craft in something when mm-hmm. somebody is really into something and like have skills in it. Mm-hmm. It's the hottest thing in the world, mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. when somebody's passionate about what they do. Exactly. When you see it day by day, day by day, and you, you're involved in this world, so he kind of have power over you. I mean, not, yeah, not I in a harassive way, yeah. I mean in a creative way. And I liked it. But then, when we started dating, I found out that uh, he learns to be a programmer and he's not passionate about it. Oh. It's just something he has to do every day and my passion died. Oh. I just lost it. It's a sad story. I'm sorry to hear it. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's uh, one of the best breakups in history. Oh. Because one day he didn't call me and I didn't call him. And that's okay. just it. <laughs> and that was it. Okay. Yeah, that's the epitome of ghosting. <laughs> I hate to break it's, it it's, to it you. It was perfect. <laughs> okay. It's perfect ghosting. <laughs> it's mutual ghosting. Okay. You bring me to idea that common interests are not only about like shared passion or sparkles, but also about common schedule. Oh, yes. <laughs> because if one of you likes skiing and another swimming, you cannot spend holidays together. Oh, yeah, that's true. In flag football, which is American football uh, that I played, it's very difficult if your partner is not sharing the same passion for flag football, because normally, especially during the summer, there is like a championship going on. So you spend most of the weekends outside, outdoors, in the field, somewhere very far from any civilization sometimes, just, you know, the football pitch somewhere. For my ex, uh, you know, it was, she would never come and support me. Like, she would be like, yeah, I have better stuff to do. Uh, My friends had family on their, you know, sideline and somebody to cheer them on and I had no one. She would never understand. She would be like, oh, you're doing this again, again, you have this match, you know, so it was, it was a nuisance for her. It's interesting because, you know, people who don't share your interest or passion or schedules or whatnot make you appreciate those who do even more. Part of the reason my wife is my wife now is because she's not interested in sports at all, in the sports that I do, but I always offer her to do sports together. And she's always enthusiastic about that. And she went to watch my games. You know, she came to to the matches that I played and I was really grateful to her for that. And and I asked her, like, is it is it too much for you? Because, you know, my previous girlfriend would say, I can do better things with my time. And that's completely okay. Everyone is free to do whatever they want with their free time. But when you're not matching... And when you're disconnected, it's a no-go. My wife doesn't have to go to all my games, but the ones she went to mattered. So, But do you go to her book club? Yes, I went, actually. Because when she asked me, I went. And you know what? When she was, um, we were sharing a room, I actually went to her book club every single time because, you know, 
that doesn't count. No, it does. It does because I was playing PlayStation. She was right next to me and they were discussing Kafka. I had my one ear out and I was always listening to what they're saying. And after she was done, I would actually recreate a conversation with her about what I heard and what I agree with. And so I would rediscuss this with her. Ah, so yes, counts. yeah, that counts. I know that counts. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, we decided. Um, yes. Your interests are important. Uh, let's find out what Jessica also writes uh, in her description, in her about myself. There is something that is even more important to Jessica than what a guy's hobbies might be. For her, ideas like equality and diversity are actually quite important. And so she'd like to put it out there that someone with more traditional or conservative values probably isn't the person for her. So if you're in the same position as Jessica, and if you have some expectations from a new or potentially new partner, you can try the following phrases. You can say something like, I don't like, or I avoid discussions about the benefits of eating meat. Otherwise, you could say, I appreciate meaningful conversations about human rights. And if you're feeling more direct, you can just say, I'm a feminist, I'm anti-capitalist, I'm a vegetarian, and I stand for equal rights. Deal with it. Or you can do it a little bit less directly. You can say something like, I like Edward Norton and Mark Ruffalo, but of all the content about the Hulk, I prefer She-Hulk. Or let's watch the new Little Mermaid together, and then we can just giggle at all of the racists. But Jessica decides to leave out all references to Disney properties because she doesn't want to get sued. All of Disney's properties are well-liked by all members of the fucking English team, and we would never say anything to disparage the Disney brand or any Disney trademarks. We love Disney. Did you ma mention your points of view in your Tinder? Uh, the picture that I posted on Tinder was like about empowering women through sports. I did that. I saw some of your points of view obvious on your LinkedIn page. Oh, really? Ah, yeah. Okay. But I don't go to a date with a with an agenda, if that's what you mean. But I think as the conversation flows, you're able to figure a lot of things out. And you, if you're able to pick up those subtle signs, you don't need the direct questions like, do you vote for those? <laughs> okay, and then I'll tell you a story how I recognized wrongly this title oh, science. Oh, okay. Uh, it's actually a recent story. It's a Portuguese last week story. Okay. It was a guy uh, with a long description, very nice about his points of view, and it's funny. One of phrases was, I'm looking for Kropotkin for my Bakunin. Whoa. Yeah, that is exactly what I thought. Okay. Like, hmm, he's aware of Russian culture. Exactly. And he's more like an anarchist and maybe left side. I love that. Yeah, I would have jumped. Yeah. I did. <laughs> okay. And we started chatting and I asked him about his interest in Russian anarchist ideas and he said oh yeah I love Russia Bakunin Kropotkin Putin and I was like what what so Soviet Union no but well Kropotkin and Bakunin or Soviet Union Soviet Union or Putin exactly I, I just my my mind blown because it's three like if it's possible 
geometrically it's not possible, but in a many-dimensional space of ideas, like it's uh, three opposite things. Exactly. Well, I said, uh, Putin, you know, I left Russia because of him. Oh. Um, you know, <laughs> tyranny. You know, yeah. we don't have elections. So even if you think so, please, please just don't. Don't. <laughs> don't think so. We continued chatting and he sent me a photo, like, reading about you, what I look like right now. And it was a picture of a cat wearing Russian hat with the ears, you know? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And a red flag with a star and hammer, this Soviet Union yeah, flag yeah, yeah, behind yeah, yeah. him. And it just triggered me. Oh, wow. I'm so sorry. So it's it's not something special because obviously he's just not deep into what's happening in Russia and happened for the last 200 mm-hmm. years. It's just uh, a picture for him. Maybe he imagines like uh, pioneers in, mm. he, in the red... Uh, ties or something like that and it's a nice picture a retrofuturism i don't know but for me it's it's my life it's reality it's a yeah censorship it's like scare it's a police abuse it's me in a police office i mean it's all of that yeah and i know in which spaces these red red flags hang right now and it's a very bad places and i don't want to be there and for for him Maybe it means nothing. Mm-hmm. But for me, it just, it's a red flag. Of course, a huge red flag <laughs> with a hammer. With yeah. a hammer. With a hammer, right. <laughs> yeah. So at first it looked like a perfect match, mm-hmm. but it occurs uh. that it's something opposite. <laughs> Actually, it's it's interesting that you're saying that because uh, that person I mentioned about, you know, retreat, we had a relationship. The thing was that we broke up and I'm quoting because she said, I can't have a future with someone who doesn't separate waste. Literally, <laughs> she said that to me. Even though I lived abroad for, for a long time, you know, I was still coming from, you know, the post-Soviet mentality we never separated waste at that point you know uh, like in which country was that the u.s it was the u.s oh okay yes and even in the u.s it didn't separate waste you know we put everything in one bin and that's that does elena separate waste here in portugal if you want to know again welcome to our patreon all the answers are there and they are free but definitely she is not as conscious as her ex-girlfriend she was very committed to sustainable development. You know, she was vegan. She would always try to kind of uh, limit me. For instance, you know, I would go and, and buy stuff in the store that I really liked. And I would buy kind of new clothes every month because I, I, I wanted that. And I was trying to explain to her, I was doing that because in the Soviet Union and when I was growing up, there, were, there was no variety. There were no shops that would offer that many clothes. And also, even then in 2010, there were still no stores that would cater for the type of body that I, that I had. And, and in the States, I could find the shops and I could find the um, the clothes to wear. And she thought it was consumerism. You know, she thought I was being too much. There were lots of things like that. I was trying to explain where I was coming from. But she was like, no, no, it's, it's going nowhere. Like, we have different values. And I was like, it's not as strict as that. You know, maybe we can work something out. And she said, no, <laughs> we can't. We started off really great. We talked a lot. She was very smart. She is very smart. She talked about a lot of things that were interesting for me. But it was going nowhere because I didn't separate waste. If at the beginning she had a profile somewhere with all of that in in her profile, would you decide that it's 
not gonna worth to even begin? Actually, it's a good question. Uh, of course, you can't date someone who's homophobic because, you know, lots of your friends are not straight, right? So that contradicts who that person is and it also contradicts your relationship. But if the person is vegan, I would go to vegan and I would say, oh, you know, this portobello mushroom is amazing. I would eat it. And... For me, I was flexible. I could eat vegan one day and I could go to a straight re- restaurant the other day. And I would I would love to learn more about separating waste because, you know, I don't know about that. And I, you know, I need to be able to decide for myself. But, you know, when the person is like, you have to do it because I do it. And like, so see what I'm saying? Like if, if the person wrote something like, <laughs> something like that on their profile, that would be okay. For me, that would be okay. But I would have to see how extreme the person is. And it's never in the profile. Yeah. <laughs> not not in mine. I'm very cute in my profile. Nobody Aww. knows what they are going to face. And let's see what, what else Jessica says uh, in her profile that would help us find out who the person is. Okay, so we've got almost everything set up for your Tinder profile, Jessica. But is there anything else that you'd like to add? The thing is that Jessica is kind of tall. She's almost two meters tall, which is like six foot plus if you use American measurements for some reason. It's not that she feels obligated to warn guys about it, but she is a bit tired of seeing this stupid, confused expression on her date's faces. So she thinks about, you know, maybe adding something, like not as a warning, but more of like a heads up. There are several ways to go about this. You could be direct about it. You could say, just so you know, I'm very tall. Like, seriously, check out the last photo. The other aliens left me on this planet because I couldn't fit into the escape pod. If your thing is to be more tactful, you can say it without actually saying it. You don't have to mention the thing itself, but maybe instead get more at the limitations that it causes for you. You can simply say, I don't like going to the movies, and leave it at that. No matter what you put in your dating profile, remember to keep it safe and keep it consensual while you're fucking English. Do you have something in your life uh, you felt you need to tell in advance to people, like some life circumstances? Yeah, now that would be that I have a wife. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm joking, but actually that's that. You know, it's it's actually a big thing. Some people would be immediately like, oh, ugh, okay. And then you would actually feel it. You would actually be, oh, you're those. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, in general, my sexuality, you know, being bisexual, for example, yeah. Once I had a story when uh, a guy... Told about his uh, life circumstances he found uh, relevant for me, and um, he was polyamorous. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of interested because, well, I'm not really deep into it, well, though I know some theory about processing and I read a lot about it. And I didn't want somebody to uh, like feel my life. I want something a little bit like to, to put a little energy and to get a little energy back. So I was interested. Uh, and we started chatting and he said that also he identifies as a woman. Hmm. I'm stepping on a very explosive territory here. <laughs> but I asked him, her, 
Well, I only addressed as her to Marie. Mm-hmm. It was the name. What it means? What exactly do you feel when you feel something? You think you feel a woman. Uh, you're a woman. Because, well, I am a woman, but I don't have a feeling I'm a woman. I, I feel like I have a bigger expectations on me, like I have to give birth, but definitely it's not what uh, they feel. Or, for example, I feel that I cannot get what men can get, but it's not the games for, for them. So what exactly feels? And um, they just said, like, I just feel I'm a woman. Okay. And I, I didn't get it. Uh, for me, it was difficult to accept And in a way, I felt like it would be not good if I don't accept it. But also, it's kind of complicated because I'm heterosexual. I'm not attracted to women. So if I seriously, uh, like with my heart, will believe that he's a woman, I should leave uh, these relationships because I'm not attracted. Uh, But also, I didn't feel it that way uh, inside of me. So it... it, uh, brought to a lot of complications. And also, it was woman who was married to a woman. Mm-hmm. And the next circumstances, uh, I found out on a personal meeting that also they recently had a child together. I have a question. Why was that like so important for you? Yeah, I mean, they had a child together. How did that affect your decision <laughs> or your whatever, your impression of the person? Well, on our first uh, date, they invited me to their the house and I was expecting to spend some time together. But it occurs that um, they are sitting with uh, the baby and need extra help. So eventually I was sitting alone in a room holding <laughs> a, a baby. baby. <laughs> So eventually, this circumstance was essential. Uh, I, I but was it a know. circumstance, though, or the way it was handled? Because I think it's important. I mean, like, lots of people will tell you, yes, I have a child, but I'm a zoo daddy or a zoo mommy. I mean, like, I like appear in that child's life for weekends only, every second week. And the rest we can have together. And you don't have to deal with that child. It's okay. It's my responsibility. Let's have fun. I'm risking to step on another bomb here. <laughs> but I avoid dating men with kids. Yeah, but that's good. That's that's you, right? I mean, because whether they are good fathers and we won't spend time together, or they are bad fathers, irresponsible, I don't, I don't want to spend time with people like that. Mm-hmm. So I don't, don't see any choice here. <laughs> I, I don't know. If two people date, I, it's very difficult to separate parts of life. For example, I have a cat. You have a cat allergy. So we don't meet much. Yeah. But still, I have to clean all my clothes and I cannot and invite you over and all of that. I mean, uh, so if we, dangerous, another dangerous yeah. field, if we decided to date, that would be impossible. Yeah, and actually, <laughs> it's it's actually that's a big thing. But cat is not cat is not a child. It's, I know, it's, I know, and that's that's uh, you know that's why we're not married. <laughs> <laughs> Only because of that. No, not because of that. No, but it's 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 a thing, and it's actually a big thing. So for me, uh, seems like I gather a list of things I want to know in advance, like marriages, kids. Mm. Third people, uh, 
and some other things. And actually, there is one life circumstance. I feel like some men try to find out about me, but I try to hide it as long as I can. Oh, I'm intrigued. Tell me. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not for now because now I'm renting. Uh -huh. But in St. Petersburg, I had my own flat and lived alone there. Mm. So I got a lot of questions on Tinder, like, do you live with a family or how? Mm -hmm. And I, with a light that I live with my sister mm -hmm. or said something like ambiguous and asked, and you? And then I found out that they live with their mom or something mm -hmm. or something. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's very uncomfortable life circumstance. I, I don't want people to know. Why do you think you're doing that? Why do you think they're trying to figure it out? And why do you think you're not telling them? Well, um, well, if you date, it's good to have place to do it, mm -hmm. like a flat. And even if a guy has his own place, he preferred to go to my place because it will be food, it will be cleaned, it will be all like you come there, you do what you want to do and leave when you want to leave. Well, it's comfortable. And I also want it for myself. I mean, I prefer to go to a guy's place because it's much easier to leave myself than to ask somebody out if you want to end That's things. <laughs> so for me, it's just kind of more safe to, to go to a guy's place. Yeah, so it's safety as well, right? Safety, comfort, and other egoistic things. That's good. Well, good. Not, not other. I mean <laughs> safety, comfort, and egoistic things. So Mr. Brett gave us some ideas what to write uh, in our profile about our interests, about our views or life circumstances. And, well, It's uh, actually nice to have some frame or ideas to start with, but I never fall in love with uh, these points. They they help to orient, but the most valuable part of any description for me is something personal, something goes from heart. For example, once I read in one description that guy is Kurdish and very proud of it, and it touched me really deep because, first of all, I respect that because Kurd people is minority and also I knew some of the stories and my favorite book in my childhood was a book of Kurdish fairy tales so it was like match no one could predict matching and tinder and everything is is trial and error right whatever the person writes on tinder if it gets your attention dive into that don't be afraid of of kind of of that being the wrong experience You know, because maybe it will be the wrong experience, but then you'll learn something about yourself. It's not my, what my therapist told me. <laughs> okay, I'm not a therapist. It was Fucking English, made by Hatchup Podcasts. In the next episode, we will learn how to talk before, during, and after sex. And Mr. Brett will help us choose the best words. This is one of the five pilot episodes. If you like them, then Lena and I will continue making the new ones. To help us do that, please leave your comment in the app where you listen to podcasts so we will know what you think about our project. We are really curious. Put five stars or a heart and tell all your friends. Especially those who travel, work abroad and struggle with relationships and sex in English. And if you like this podcast very much, then go to our Patreon fucking English and donate to us. 
Our goal is to raise 2500 to continue creating this podcast for you. Love each other and talk to each other. And do your homework. See you in two weeks. Bye. Where this Tinder profile will lead Jessica, we will find in the next episode. I'm curious. Well, it's third episode. It's still no. Still, it's still no. Oh, God. <laughs> Jessica, please get laid. <laughs> it's fucking English. It's fucking English. <laughs> Cut. <laughs>